Talk Radio. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the American Journal. It's Monday, the 26th of February. Very happy to be here with you today. We have just a heck of a lot to talk about. My Lord. Uh, A lot of international news today. We'll talk about what's going on in Ukraine. Quite a bit of news in Ukraine, but also some pretty important political developments here stateside. And of course, your, your, your average serving of absurdity, insanity, and leftist madness tearing us down in every possible regard. But let's just get into it, shall we? Here it is, your Daily Dispatch. All right, here it is, folks, your Daily Dispatch for Monday, the 26th of February, 2024. NATO chief declares Ukraine will join NATO. NATO Secretary General Jens Stoltenberg reaffirmed that Ukraine will eventually be brought into the Western alliance in defiance of Russia's red line. On Saturday, he reiterated NATO's commitment to reintroduce Ukraine or to introduce Ukraine into the alliance to commemorate the two year anniversary of Russia's invasion of Ukraine, saying, quote, Ukraine will join NATO. It's not a question of if, but when, he said in a video message. Of course, for this to make any sense at all, the win would have to be after the war is over because NATO is a defensive alliance and you can't join a defensive alliance if you're already at war. That's not how it works. What that means is that that alliance is simply declaring war on Russia. That's functionally what it means. Again, we'll get into Ukraine. That'll be a big topic of today's show. Meanwhile, Lord Jacob Rothschild, financier, has died aged 87. Financier, philanthropist, and head of the renowned Rothschild empire, Lord Jacob Rothschild, has died age 87. Uh, The unelected Jewish oligarch is dead. Long live the unelected Jewish oligarch. And here he is uh, standing in front of a picture called Satan Summoning His Legions with artist Marina Abramovich. We have it on good authority. Jacob Rothschild is at this moment burning in hell. Meanwhile, man sets himself on fire outside Israel's D.C. embassy. A man is in critical condition. And actually, I believe this story might be a little bit out of date. There are reports that he has died. He was a uh, Air Force uh, uh, member and lit himself on fire outside of the embassy. We actually have the video of that, uh, him walking up and saying why he's doing it. He did a video where he said he does not want to be complicit in genocide and committed self-immolation as an act of extreme protest outside of the Israeli embassy, shouting, Free Palestine! until he died from the self-inflicted fire. Meanwhile, Nord Stream, Denmark closes investigation into pipeline blast, again, uh, on, on the topic of the Ukraine war. Danish police have said they're closing their inquiry into the blast that tore apart two pipelines intended to ship Russian gas to Germany. Authorities concluded that the Nord Stream 1 and 2 pipelines had been sabotaged in September 2022, but said there was no basis for pursuing a criminal case. So they're giving it the Biden treatment or the Hillary treatment. They're giving it the Democratic treatment where they say, yes, there was a crime. 
Yes, we know who did it. No, we will not be prosecuting. So that Sweden and Denmark have now concluded investigations into the pipeline blast. And their conclusion is that there was a pipeline blast. Great. A good investigation, you guys. <laughs> Germany apparently is still investigating the incident. Oh, they'll get to the bottom of it, I'm sure. Uh, really just kind of in, kind of incredible. They they've determined that it had been sabotaged. Well, you don't say. Two underwater pipelines explode massively and they're like, "Well, we've figured it out. We've investigated and it turned out that was that was sabotage." Okay, uh, wonderful. Who did it though? Well, it was America and they can't say that. That's why. Finally, we have this. Trump soundly defeats Nikki Haley in South Carolina Republican primary. It was her last hope, her last gasp, the state where she is the elected governor, uh, and she lost just embarrassingly bad and refuses to concede. What does she know that we don't? I don't know, maybe she's banking on Trump getting arrested or, or succumbing to the attack. It's Monday, February 26th in the year of 2024. And you're listening to The American Journal with your host, Harrison Smith. Watch it live right now at band.video. I think it's time to blow this thing. All right, welcome back. Ladies and gentlemen, this is The American Journal. I'm your host, Harrison Smith. Very happy to be with you here this Monday morning. Hope everybody had a good weekend. We have just so much to talk about. Ukraine will be a big topic of discussion. We'll get into do a little postmortem on Lord Jacob Rothschild. Go over some of the contributions to humanity he's left us with. They're all demonic, I'll have you know. We're, we're going to begin today, as we like to do when possible, starting the show with a little bit of humor, by which I mean playing a video of Joe Biden Completely embarrassing all of us. Again, every time, every time, every time he goes out in public, the man is not well. We'll go now to clip number four. Biden tried desperately to give a speech. He struggled with the words. He lost yet another battle against his own tongue. Here he is trying in a ironically symbolic way to quote Abraham Lincoln and in the same way that (laughs) comparing Biden to Abraham Lincoln is just just an exercise in futility when Biden tries to quote him the differences between a legendary American president and Joe Biden are again embarrassingly Apparent. Let's go to clip number four here. Uh, Biden completely malfunctions as he tries and fails to read a quote from Abraham Lincoln. And you know, uh, stand here in front of this portrait, the man behind me here. He uh, he said, and I want to make sure I get the quote exactly right. He said, "The better angels." He said, "We must address the council and address the better angels of our nature, and we do and we do well to remember." What else he said? He said, we're not enemies, but we're friends. Oh, wow. This is in the, in the part of the Civil War. <laughs> he said, we're not enemies, but we're friends. We must not be enemies. Folks, and I've been around, I know I don't look it, I've been around a long while. Though. 
And uh, <laughs> I mean this sincerely. We've gotten, politics has gotten too bitter. <laughs> Biden butchers line from Lincoln's inaugural address saying, I want to make sure I get this quote exactly right. Uh, yeah, I feel like I was there. I feel like we were there on that blustery day in 1860 with Abraham Lincoln delivering what would go down as one of the greatest inauguration speeches of all time. I feel like I was there. Just incredible. And don't you love being lectured about how we're actually all friends, not enemies, from the man who routinely gives speeches calling us all domestic terrorists for daring to disagree with him? Actually, funny, funny fact real quick. Uh, when Biden was born, he was actually closer to the uh, Abraham Lincoln assassination than he was to his uh, his first term as president. That's right. That is that is correct. He is that old. And again, we're we're working on the assumption that Abraham Lincoln's ghost is actually embodying Commander uh, Biden's dog and is desperately trying to warn the world of what's going on inside the White House by biting everyone he comes in contact with. That's our that's our working theory at this point yet to be disproven. Uh, He finished up his speech and don't let you don't let anybody tell you the embarrassment stops when uh, Biden ends his speech. That's we're just getting started. Actually, we'll go now to clip number five as Biden wraps up his remarks, immediately gets confused and asks his hand handler uh, whether he's there or not. I'm serious. Let's go now to clip number five. Okay, I'm right here. and lost as ever god help us all (laughs) seriously seriously god help us all well that's the president of the united states you know he is old he's an old man he's been in one elected office or another since before most americans were born and so the Videos of him being embarrassed, it's not anything new. In fact, routinely, videos are dug up from decades ago of Biden either lying or being racist or getting caught plagiarizing everything he's taking credit for or being exposed as a just just horrible person in a number of different ways. But in this case, it's a video from 1989, the year I was born. He's at a conference of mayors in D.C. when a small-town mayor of California called out the fifth column within the U.S. government that was deliberately opening the border. So let's take this as a, as a poignant reminder that the open border mass immigration program has been going on for at least as long as I've existed. Let's go now to clip number three. Here's Biden being confronted by the mayor of a small town in uh, California low 34 years ago. Let's watch. Let me speak on behalf of my constituents. They don't give a good goddamn about defending Western Europe and Asia anymore. Okay? And yet I read where we spend $150 billion a year to defend those countries by the mere presence of our troops and our aircraft and our Navy. The war is right here. There is a fifth column in this country. A fifth column. 
And every one of us in this room has taken an oath to defend and support the Constitution of the United States and to defend and support the Constitution of our respective states against all enemies, foreign and domestic. Your mission is to defend the shores and the borders of this country. It is your mission to interdict the traffic between the states. Okay? If we can't get through to the federal level of government, both elected and bureaucratic, then here's my suggestion. We'll spend a small amount of money, perhaps two or three million dollars, to contract with the British government to have the British Navy sail up the Potomac, bombard this city, reenact the Battle of Bradensburg, 1813, and burn this damn thing down and start over. Um, it's more, it, I understand your frustration. It's incredibly complicated. Um, and some of the things uh, short of burning down the Capitol, I think, are worth considering. Thank you, Joe. <laughs> Isn't it amazing that we've had these problems for 34, 35 years at this point, at the, at the very least. And still just so complicated, so complicated, so hard, so difficult to protect our border. Ah, it's just, I mean, what are we supposed to do? Protect it? What are we supposed to do? Build a wall? No, no, no. The, the better idea is to invite hundreds of millions of people from around the world and settle them on taxpayer dollars. Just sort of, sort of makes you realize what a... How true the idea of a fifth column infesting our country uh, really is. And it's not just that. I find some of these some of these videos that we're showing you have some some continuity through them, some similarities across the span of decades. Let's go now to clip number 14. This is a longer clip. I'm not sure if we'll play the whole thing, but we'll play a good chunk of it because it is a savage breakdown of the entire scam that's destroying America right now. Clip number 14 is Sheriff Chad Bianco talking about public safety in California or more appropriately, more accurately, the lack of public safety and the, I I think it provides like almost treasonous level of mismanagement, the law enforcement and judicial system is now under leaving Americans innocent, just hardworking Americans completely vulnerable at the hands of psychopaths being let out onto our streets. Let's go now to clip number 14. Good morning. Chad Bianco, Riverside County Sheriff. We are here today because California public safety is in crisis. Crime is steadily on the rise, and our public safety policy is one of the worst, if not the worst, in the nation. I want to make this clear and I want there to be no mistake in what I am saying. This is not by accident. The driving force in our crisis is a radical progressive agenda fraudulently called criminal justice reform. This is nothing short of a sick and twisted social experiment where law enforcement is the bad guy and criminals are somehow victims of society and not responsible for their actions their crimes, or accountable to their countless victims. This agenda began with the passage of AB 109, the so-called Public Safety Realignment Act. State government failed to take responsibility for prison overcrowding, 
or their failure to build more prisons, and instead forced county jails to house state inmates while simultaneously releasing thousands of felons early. This has pushed our county jails to a near collapse and caused the early release of countless criminals. Thousands upon thousands of criminals are being released from custody early, crime is increasing, and our governor is closing prisons instead of building new ones. It defies common sense. In 2014, a complete fraud was perpetrated in California. The so-called Safe Streets and Safe Schools Initiative, Prop 47, changed many felonies to misdemeanors, basically legalized drug use, and increased the amount of petty, petty theft to nearly $1,000. In 2016, another lie was perpetrated on voters with the naming and wording of Prop 57, tricking voters into approving the release of thousands of violent criminals onto our streets and neighborhoods. This is why we are here. Everyone knows Prop 47 and 57 are disasters, and yet Governor Newsom adamantly touts it as a success, and lawmakers continue to refuse to fix their, their mistake and the problems that they have created. Three more chances to steal and be convicted before they are sentenced to prison. That is three, a minimum of three, more victims. We cannot turn on the news, read the newspaper, go to the grocery store, or open our businesses without being slapped in the face of reality that criminals have been emboldened by a lenient system that holds no consequence for criminal behavior. Instead of addressing the obvious, tone-deaf Governor Newsom attacks a Target employee for not stopping a criminal from fleeing the store instead of taking an honest look at the failed social experiment that he himself leads that allowed that theft to occur. It is time we wake up and hold our politicians accountable for what their bills, laws, and policies have caused. It is time to return to a common sense approach to crime, realizing and admitting that there are evil people who refuse to conform to a civilized society and instead choose to victimize the rest of us by stealing our property, robbing our stores, flooding our streets with drugs, including fentanyl, breaking into our homes, murdering our children, and giving the middle finger to our justice system. Californians deserve better. I am proud to support lawmakers like Bill Asaley and several others who acknowledge that criminals are responsible for their actions and they need to be held accountable. Thank you. Very thorough breakdown there by a sheriff who actually has to deal with the consequences of California's public safety crisis, Sheriff Bianco challenges states criminal justice policies well they're not criminal justice policies that i think is uh, the the issue here and he says it himself it's like hard to express how inverted all of this is how utterly backwards inside out and ridiculous this is and it would be one thing if it was just california but obviously this is happening all around the country and americans in every state are suffering the consequences like this story that I just happened to come across there while that video was playing from Chicago. Parolee shot man 13 times after botched purple drink sale. Chicago police reports. He shot another man 13 times after the victim got ra- uh, ripped off during a drug deal on the south side. But of course, he was a parolee. And time and time again, you have people who should be in jail being let out specifically because of the no gash bail policies or the criminal justice reform policies. That just puts them right out on the street to commit more crimes. Why wouldn't they? Why shouldn't they? And we know that 
criminals actually pay attention to this stuff and change their behavior based on it. We heard a phone recording from a jail cell from a thug in Houston who body slammed and paralyzed a mother after she took money out of an ATM. He robbed her, body slammed her, paralyzed her, and then was later caught on the jail phone telling his friend, it's fine. They're not going to do anything to me. This is going to be a slap on the wrist. I'll get away with it because they know. They know that if you make public announcements saying we're no longer prosecuting criminals or they see a trend of their own friends committing crimes and then being back on the street the next day, they go, why should I care if I paralyze a mother? Why should I care if I kill an innocent person? I'm not going to suffer for it. I'm not going to be punished for it. So I might as well. And again, innocent people pay the horrifying price for these Democrat policies, which I think maybe they should be charged for it. And there's some talk about doing something like that, where if a parolee or somebody gets out on bail because of a Democrat policy that you can sue the Democrat policymaker as being a necessary component of the crime that killed or injured your loved one. They've got to pay some sort of price, just like the criminals. If they, the politicians don't pay a price, they're just going to keep doing it. So punishment is required. Again, not just California doing this. Here's a little discussion about a bill in Virginia that would release extremely violent inmates back onto the streets. Because why not? Let's go down to clip number one. Um, yes, I have a, a question, I guess, either for, for the patron or if there's anyone in the room who can answer it. I'm just curious if we know the number of individuals who'd be um, eligible right out of the gate, because I think I just heard of maybe a number that was different from one that I had, I had I, received earlier. I, I think the number was far greater under the original bill, but the, the, the estimate I saw, in, uh, and, I, and it wasn't from the Department of Corrections, was less than 400 would pl- apply under the, the, the redefined bill. Okay, and just fo- follow up, the, the number I received from Department of Corrections was um, over 1,300 individuals, um, 700 who had been convicted of first-degree murder, uh, 325 who had been convicted of rape. So I'm not sure um, what the discrepancy in the numbers uh, if, is, if but those, would love to get an answer. those have come from the Department of Corrections, I'm not in a position to argue with that. I'm not in a position to argue with that. Uh, is there any other further clarification? Again, this is a reduced bill, as was was underscored. Mm-hmm. Yes, uh, Madam Chair, uh, Delegate Batten, the um, updated stats to conform to the floor amendment that passed the Senate from the Department of Corrections uh, make immediately eligible for review 701 first-degree murders, 77 second-degree murders, 566 offenders convicted of abduction, 325 offenders convicted of rape, 762 offenders convicted of robbery, Uh, for a total of 2,431 of the 2,803 eligible offenders. Over 2,000 violent criminals to be let back out onto the street of Virginia. Because why not? Because why not let out your convicted murderers? I I mean, I can think of a couple reasons why you wouldn't want to do that. This was posted by Wall Street Apes with the comment buy guns and ammo american is being america is being deliberately destroyed new bill from democrats in virginia will release extremely violent inmates department of corrections says when it goes through there will be a release of and again in case you missed those numbers 701 first degree murderers 325 rapists 77 people who 
been found guilty of second-degree murder. 566 offenders convicted of abduction. 762 offenders convicted of robbery. And this is just the start. So over 2,400 offenders would be released back out onto the street if this Democrat-led bill goes forward. And I'm sure the murderers will say, I'm sure they feel bad about what they did. There's no way they're going to get out and just keep being criminals, right? Just mind-blowing. Our criminal justice system is in desperate need of reform, but not abolition. It's not in desperate need of just no longer existing anymore. If we had some sort of rehabilitation program, if we had some sort of system by which prisoners were slowly and and responsibly reintroduced back into the public through some sort of rehabilitation program where they have to meet certain requirements and prove that they can be trusted. I would be in favor of that type of reform. Reform in these people's minds is just open the jails and let the criminals out and hope for the best and also criminalize your means of self-defense by getting rid of the Second Amendment or charging you if you were to be put in a situation where you have to defend yourself, you will actually be on the hook for murder while the murderers are literally let out free by the hundreds. So like it's like a bad dystopian movie, only we have to live it and suffer the consequences. We'll be back on the other side to get into what is happening in Ukraine. A lot of developments on that front. So stay with us. I want to remind you to go to InfoWarsStore.com to support everything that we do here. I was going to tell you a story from this weekend about how... Uh, clutch it was that I had an Alexa Pure Breeze, but unfortunately those are sold out on the site, because that's how this works. If you don't take advantage of the sales and get the products when they're available, you might miss out. So go now to InfoWarsStore.com, get bodies at 40% off, or any of the other incredible products that we have before they're out of stock, and you have to wait for them to be uh, reacquired. InfoWarsStore.com. Please go to InfoWarsStore.com and get amazing products like Next Level Foundational Energy. I don't have time to tell you about it. Just go research it. It is incredible. Just get it and you will be amazed. And then at least you know you're funding the operation. Get a copy of my book. That keeps me on air. Signed or unsigned. Fundraisers, the signed copy. The Great Awakening. The plan to defeat the globalists and launch the next renaissance. Infowarsstore.com or 888-253-3139. In a galaxy of endless energy needs, the power of TurboForce rises above the rest. The force that propels you to tackle your day and face the dark side of fatigue. TurboForce ensures you stay sharp, alert, and at the top of your game. Don't let fatigue pull you into the dark side. Be the hero of your own saga. Harness the power, feel the rush, and take control with TurboForce. Visit InfoWarsStore.com today, and may the TurboForce be with you. Infowars.com is tomorrow's news today. You're listening to The American Journal with your host, Harrison Smith. Hello, welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. We're going to talk about what's ha- what has been happening in Ukraine for the last decade or more. And only continues. You know, we're just yet again find ourselves in a position where we've been right the whole time. And if we'd been listened to from the beginning, we could have avoided massive costs with no benefit 
that we've been uh, forced to endure over the last two years, and uh, there's no end anytime soon as NATO is once again ramping up its efforts to bring Ukraine into that defensive alliance just by Ukraine already being at war. It's all very devious. But, you know, it seems like something's happening. Something's happening in the in the left, on the left, where they're finally waking up two years on, finally coming to terms with the fact that the war in Ukraine is unwinnable, purposeless, nonsense, that serves nobody but the military-industrial complex and spy state elite. Let's just go through some of these headlines, and we'll go to some important and, in some cases, terrifying videos. We'll show you the NATO chief saying that Ukraine is, in fact, going to join. And we'll show you what Putin says about that and how it affects you. Spoiler alert, hope you have your iodine ready. But again, from BBC, so here's your, here's your Ukraine update. Nord Stream, Denmark closes investigation into pipeline blast. There, the, the outcome of the investigation, they have figured out that there was, in fact, a pipeline blast. Danish police have said they're closing their inquiry into the blast that tore apart two pipelines intended to ship Russian gas to Germany. Authorities concluded that Nord Stream 1 and 2 pipelines had, in fact, been sabotaged. Well, took, took you a year to figure that out, did it? Amazing. This was in September 2022. They were sabotaged, but they say there's no basis for pursuing a criminal case. Responsibility for the suspected sabotage is still unknown. Well, case closed then, I guess. <laughs> Sweden also closed its case, uh, closed its investigation earlier this month, citing a lack of jurisdiction. And Germany is still investigating the incident, apparently. Meanwhile, in the real world, we all figured it out the second it happened. It was America. And there's just infinite evidence for that. For one thing, that's what Putin and, and Russia believe, according to the Tucker Carlson interview. Uh, but also, Joe Biden and Victoria Nuland both said they were going to do it before it happened, months before the Nord Stream sabotage took place. Leaders in America were saying, we will destroy the Nord Stream pipeline. You just wait and see. So there's that bit of evidence you might want to take into account. Also, on the day it happened, a member of parliament from Poland tweeted a picture of the Nord Stream pipeline explosion saying, thank you, America. So that that's another bit of bit of evidence to that, too. It, it was us. It was us. It was always us. It was always obvious it's us. And now we have to sit here and pretend like these investigations are legitimate at all. What these really serve to do is provide yet another really wonderful example of just how possible it is to rig elections, just how possible it is to rig investigations, just how capable the American government is on getting institutions around the world, not just in America, to come to absurd conclusions that everybody knows is wrong, but that they pretend are legitimate. It should really be a wake-up call to everybody if they can get a court or a investigation team in Sweden and in Denmark and in Germany to all decide that they don't know what happened when all of us know exactly what happened. It should really make you wonder what else they're capable of doing, what other investigations they're capable of intimidating or threatening or coercing or however they do it. 
That should be one of the questions you ask. How do you do that? How do you get an international investigation to pretend to be stupid and blind instead of just coming to the correct conclusion? How do you get them to overcome their natural or professional dedication to the truth and justice and fighting criminal acts and terrorist activities? How do you get them to abandon that in favor of of lying on your behalf, what type of leverage do you have to have over them? But of course, with war, it's pretty convenient because essentially you can say, yeah, we did this, but if you tell everybody that we did this, it's going to be World War III. So you can either pretend you didn't find anything or you can be responsible for World War III. The choice is yours, and these cowards choose to lie on behalf of the American intelligence agencies. Again, it should make you it should make you really wonder what else they're lying about. Again, in September 2022, leaks were discovered in three and four of the gas lines east of Danish island of Bornholm in the Baltic Sea. Seismic Institutes had recorded a large underwater explosion just before. Soon after, Swedish prosecutors said that traces of explosives have been found on several objects recovered from the site and stated that the explosions had been to gross sabotage. Again, it's just, it's, it's not like this could be anybody. It's not like any random group of criminals has the means, motive, or opportunity to do this. This requires a highly skilled and, and well-equipmented uh, equip, operation to take place, complicated and extensive operation carried out. It really could only have been done with the support of a state military. Now, there have been rumors that it may have been Ukraine that did that. But in that case, Ukraine, as a non-NATO member, would have been attacking the critical infrastructure of a NATO member, which would mean Article 5 should technically be activated against Ukraine. So we, we can't have that option. We can't have that be the case. So it all gets covered up and swept under the rug, just like what happened with Joe Biden and Hillary Clinton. They say, yes, there was a crime. Yes, we know who did it. No, we will not be prosecuting. And that's the power of having the ability to decide what's get, what gets prosecuted or not in your hands. You can just... You can just let people get away with crimes. It's, it's really incredible. And meanwhile, the NATO chief has declared the Ukraine will join NATO. Secretary Jens, or Jens Stoltenberg reaffirmed that Ukraine will eventually be brought into the Western alliance in defiance of Russia's red line as they drive headlong towards the inevitable nuclear conflict of World War III. Let's go now to clip number eight. Here is the NATO chief basically declaring war with Russia. Let's watch. And we are deepening our political ties through the NATO-Ukraine Council, where we consult and make decisions together. Ukraine will join NATO. It is not a question of if, but of when. As we prepare you for that day, NATO will continue to stand with Ukraine for your security and for ours. Yes, for your security and for ours, we will start World War III. You're welcome. Let's go down to clip number 12. Here's Putin saying what happens if Ukraine joins NATO. Uh, he says, I want to stress it one more time. I've been saying it, but I very much want you to finally hear me and deliver it to your audience in print TV and online. 
Do you understand it or not that if NATO joins or if Ukraine joins NATO and attempts to bring Crimea back by military means, the European countries will automatically be pulled into a war conflict with Russia? Of course, NATO and Russia are uh, potentials are incomparable. We understand it. We also understand that Russia is one of the leading nuclear states, and by some modern components, it outperforms many. There will be no winners. And you will be pulled into this conflict against your will. You won't even have time to blink your eye when you execute Article 5, Collective Defense of NATO members. Mr. President Macron, of course, doesn't want this, and I don't want it. And I don't want it, which is why he is here torturing me for six straight hours. Yeah, translation, if Ukraine joins NATO, Russia's going to nuke Europe. So let's not do let's not do that. Let's not do that. If you're making the column of pros and cons, uh, the, the cons are nuclear war. The pros are mysterious, ineffable mysterious, vague, and uncertain. But the downside is nuclear conflict, so let's take that into account, shall we? More on Ukraine on the other side. It gets uh, a lot worse. Unless you've been living under a rock, you've heard how amazing turmeric is for inflammation, for your joints, your bones, your blood, your organs, your mind, everything. Well, we have Body's Ultimate Turmeric Formula with 95% curcuminoid extract. No one that we know of has it even above 85%. This is the strongest formula on the market, and it's way lower price than some of the top brands out there that are 75%, 80% humanoid. Body's Ultimate Turmeric Formula is amazing. You're missing out if you don't try it. It's discounted right now, 40% off InfoWarsTore.com, and it funds the InfoWar, a total 360 win. You owe it to yourself to try Bodies. I know you'll be amazed. Get yours right now at InfoWarsTore.com or call toll-free 888-253-3139. Bodies, 95% humanoid extract will absolutely blow you away. All you got to do is try it. Get yours now. Infowarsstore.com. In the early 1900s, certain companies were off-gassing highly toxic fluoride gases into the atmosphere. The surrounding communities began to get sick. Laws were enacted to compel these corporations to install scrubbers to convert these gases into fluorosilicic acid, still highly toxic but containable. Now these companies had a stockpile of this poison, and there was no affordable way to dispose of it. Lucky for them, one of their major stockholders was also the Secretary of the Treasury, who was responsible for the public health service at the time. And by 1950, the U.S. government began buying this toxic, untreated industrial waste product and dumping it into our drinking water. Reputable studies show that it's causing various cancers and other disease. With the Alexa Pure Pro, you can have clean drinking water and a remedy to this madness. Available now at InfoWarsStore.com. You're listening to The American Journal. Watch it live right now at band.video. Welcome back, folks. Yeah, a lot of big stories about Ukraine over the weekend. Big stories that confirm everything you've been hearing about Ukraine from InfoWars since even before the Russian attack of 
February 2022. It's been two years of us constantly trying to remind people that this war has, in fact, been going on for a decade, and it was entire, entirely America's fault that it got started in the first place. And now new stories are coming out confirming exactly that. I'll show you some videos of, of what's happening here. The story from Zero Hedge is covering a story from the New York Times. The headline is this. CIA built 12 secret spy bases in Ukraine and waged shadow war for the last decade, bombshell New York Times report confirms. On Sunday, the New York Times published an explosive and very belated full omission that U.S. intelligence has not only been instrumental in Ukraine wartime decision making, but has established and financed high tech command and control spy centers and was doing so long prior to the February 2024 or uh, I'm sorry, February 24th, 2022, Russian invasion. Along Among the biggest revelations is that the program was established a decade ago and spans three different American presidents. Let's see, a decade ago. It's February 2024 now. A decade ago would be February 2014, which would be uh, exactly the time that the Maidan massacre happened. Well, what do you know about that? What do you know about that? It turns out it corresponds exactly with the coup in Ukraine and the ensuing civil war against the regions that weren't going along with the CIA-backed color revolution in Ukraine. Just incredible. The story from New York Times is called The Spy. The Spy War, How the USA Secretly Helps Ukraine Fight Putin. And again, the Zero Hedge article mentions why they might be coming out with this here in just a second. I'll continue. The Times says the CIA program to modernize Ukraine's intelligence services has, quote, transformed the former Soviet Union, Soviet state and its capabilities into Washington's most important intelligence partner against Kremlin today. This has included the agency having secretly trained and equipped Ukrainian intelligence officers spanning back to just after or before perhaps the 2014 Maidan coup events, as well as constructing a network of 12 secret bases along this Russian border, work which began eight years ago. These intelligence bases from which Russian commanders' communications can be swept up and Russian spy satellites monitored are being used to launch and track cross-border drone and missile attacks into Russian territory. Quote, without them, the CIA and elite commandos it's trained, there would have been no way for us to resist the Russians or to beat them, said Ivan Bakunov, former head of the SBU, which is Ukraine's domestic intelligence agency. Clearly, Kiev and Washington now want the world to know of the deep intelligence relationship they tried to conceal for over the past decade. It's perhaps a kind of warning to Moscow at a moment Ukraine's forces are in retreat. A warning to Moscow saying the U.S. is fighting hand in glove with the Ukrainians. And yet the revelations contained in the New York Times report also confirmed what President Putin has precisely accused Washington of all along. Yes, Putin was right. InfoWars was right. This is, in fact, a war entirely, a, a creation of the American spy state, as well as those that control it, like George Soros, who poured millions of dollars into Ukraine to fund liberalization institutes or whatever you want to call it, open society foundation programs, which were, of course, just intelligence cover for carrying out a regime change operation in Ukraine, a highly successful one, I might add, as despite the fact that, again, everybody knew who was behind it from the very beginning, nothing was done about it. And the problem was instead allowed to grow and fester and rot over 10 years until it finally exploded in February of 2022 when Russia decided to put its foot down. Now, let's, let's go to a video here. We'll go to clip number 17. Victoria Newland talks about uh, 
Ukrainian aid. Well, you know, what? we'll go to that in, in just a little bit. But I do want to talk about Victoria Newland because she, of course, was on the ground in Ukraine at Maidan Square during the color revolution that was taking place there as an obvious symbol to our international partners that the American State Department was, in fact, supporting and behind the overthrow of the duly elected president of Ukraine. Uh, this story that we've mentioned many times on the programs from RT, Maidan Snipers, and this uh, came out uh, just last year, I believe. Yeah, October of last year, so just a few months ago. The founding myth of new Ukraine has been proven to be a lie. Why is the West silent? Recent findings in the lengthy case have cast doubts on the very root of the current Ukraine crisis. Earlier that month, October of last year, a district court in Kiev announced its findings in a case that had dragged on since 2015, handing down sentences to five former officers of the dissolved Burkut police unit. The ex-police grouping became internationally known during the 2013-14 protest, which culminated in the violent Maidan. Charged with involvement in the shooting of anti-government protesters by snipers in the center of Ukraine capital on February 20th, 2014, four of the accused, three of them in abstentia, were found guilty and sentenced to terms between five years and life, with one being acquitted. Politically, this was or should have been Ukraine's single most important trial since independence in 1991. The judge is closed, at least for now, as appeals have already been announced. The country's attempt to come to terms judicially with the darkest moment of what has been called a revolution as well as a coup, the fall of the government of former President Viktor Viktor Yanukovych under pressure from initially peaceful, then violent street protest and Western meddling. The events producing regime change and geopolitical reorientation unfolded over three months, but uh, three months, but the killing of almost 50 protesters that February was a crucial tipping point. The case quickly became known as the Snipers Massacre or the Maidan Massacre. The shootings were squarely blamed on Yanukovych and his administration and seemed to rule out domestic compromise and confirm Western and Ukrainian pro-insurgent narratives, casting the crisis as a national and democratic freedom struggle against a corrupt and oppressive regime beholden to Moscow. Neither the disproportionate role of an aggressive and manipulative Ukrainian far right nor the ruthless geopolitics of the West had a place in this framing. Within days of the killing, the last attempt to stop the spiral of escalation by an internationally mediated agreement failed. Yanukovych fled to Russia, and Moscow's troops were on the move in Crimea. So long story short here, there's Victoria Newland on the ground there again, a, a potent symbol to the international community that we were, in fact, behind the uprising in Maidan, just letting everybody know, Russia included, that it was the U.S. State Department they'd be dealing with from now on. So just to remind you, and this combines with what Putin said, and again, it is the story that we at InfoWars have been telling since even before Russia invaded Ukraine, as this is the actual story of reality, and we tend to stick to reality. The Ukrainians elected a president, Yanukovych. He was presented with a deal to join the EU economic bloc. Russia opposed this deal, said if you take that deal – We're going to have to renegotiate the deal you have with us. Yanukovych weighed these two deals in the balance, determined that sticking with Russia would be more profitable, more beneficial for his country in the long run than the deal with the EU. So he was going to go with the Russian deal. And all of the sudden, there was a color revolution against him. He was ousted from office. A manufactured protest was created, snipers in the Maidan building of the Maidan protesters, fired on the Maidan protesters, killed 50 of them, ousted Yanukovych. They put into place a puppet president as Victoria Newland was caught on a phone call, literally deciding who would be in charge of Ukraine. 
and saying F the EU in terms of who would they would rather have in charge. It was America that was deciding and nobody else. So we carried out a coup, carried out a color revolution, replaced the pro-Russian president with a pro-EU president, started the crisis in, in uh, Donbass, an ensuing 10-year civil war that again culminated with the 2022 or February 2022 invasion of Ukraine by Russia and the two-year-long war that we've been enduring funding and orchestrating ever since. Again, we've known this the whole time. We've been saying this the whole time. It's been obvious the whole time. If anybody actually cared to pay attention and watch the videos of it happening or the documentaries that have been made about it or the articles that have been written about it or, again, the leaked phone call where it's American State Department uh, operatives discussing what they're doing in real time. It's just been in your face. But somehow the mainstream media has prevented people from understanding what was going on until now. And finally, now, two years later, people are starting to realize, gee, this whole thing is an utter crock of crap and nothing is being gained by anybody. Salon, the far left leftist rag, says after two grueling years of bloodshed, it's time for peace in Ukraine. U.S. policy drove a year of pointless, bloody stalemate, leaving Ukraine in dire peril. None of it had to happen. Well, none of it had to happen, but it did because you people can't help but fall for every new crisis every single time like Charlie Brown trying to kick the football. It's the same time. The same thing happens every time. The same thing happens every single time, except instead of Charlie Brown falling on his butt, hundreds of thousands of young men are slaughtered in a meat grinder. So a little bit different. Also, trillions of your tax dollars are stolen. Also, the, the worst people in the world get extremely rich and have yet another reason to crush dissent in this country, like they did with Trump when he tried to actually look into some of this stuff and they impeached him for it. So we'll return to Ukraine on the other side. We'll show you that video of Victoria Newland, and we'll further discuss how InfoWars has been right. If they listen to us, the war never had to happen. 29 years on air. All I've wanted to do was warn the people about the globalist. And I've done the best job I can to tell the truth and been accurate, and we are on record as the most accurate there are. And I've tried to sell products to fund ourselves. Unlike other communist revolutionaries that rob banks and kidnap people, we don't do that. We try to bring you products that really work. And ladies and gentlemen, I'm scared of this product. It's so powerful. This is the breakdown product after your cells process it of folic acid, methyl folate with high quality organic complex this stuff is rocket fuel it's not a stimulant it energizes your cells and then everything else you take just supercharges it it's so insane it's foundational energy the strongest formula out there at infowarsstore.com it doesn't just energize this operation against the tyrants it energizes you get foundational energy now of the hearts and minds of the American people. It's the American Journal with your host, Harrison Smith. Welcome back, folks. Second hour of the American Journal is on. We have so many different topics to get to. But this one topic, Ukraine, is so intricate and and horrifying that we are going to spend a little bit more time on it. We do have more videos to go to in this regard, including some video revelations about what happened to Nalvani. 
Victoria Newland lying about Ukraine assistance, Zelensky being coked out of his mind and twitchily threatening to kill millions. It's all very horrifying. So let's let's continue. Before we before we continue, let's let's just recap uh, very quickly here. So the Nord Stream pipeline uh, was blown up by America. Two investigations, one in Sweden, one in Denmark, have both been closed now, having determined nothing more than, yeah, the pipeline was bombed. For sure, it definitely was. But that's it. That's all they figured out, apparently, because it was um, America, after all. Again, should make you wonder just what American intelligence is capable of around the world and here at home. Salon, far left as rag, is, is finally coming to the realization that somehow we were able to arrive at before the war even started, saying after two grueling years of bloodshed, it's time for peace in Ukraine. U.S. policy drove a year of pointless, bloody stalemate, leaving Ukraine in dire peril. None of it had to happen. Yeah, duh. Yeah, but uh, no, Salon, duh, duh. Again, we've been saying this since the beginning, since before the beginning. We had on experts and you know military uh, strategists before Russia ever invaded Ukraine saying, Russia is going to invade Ukraine. Anthony Blinken could potentially prevent that from happening if he were to actually hear out and condescend to some of Russia's demands. But instead, they drove us directly towards war because that had been their intention for at least a decade. And the story from The New York Times is a true bombshell. But none of this matters because the people in charge don't care what you think don't care about killing tens of thousands of innocent people and are now very sincerely threatening to bring NATO into the conflict in a full-fledged sort of way, in an open, non-clandestine sort of way, by having Ukraine join NATO while it's still at war with Russia, which makes no sense on any level that you try to consider it. So let's let's continue with this uh, story from Zero Hedge breaking down the New York Times article. The report in the New York Times contains a surprisingly detailed and again, the the New York Times uh, report is essentially detailing how for the last decade, the CIA has been in more or less full control of the Ukraine military activity, having created at least 12 secret spy bases and waged a shadow war for the last 10 or 11 years. Again, the report contains a surprisingly detailed description of one of the secret underground command centers established by the CIA near the Russian border, location undisclosed. It says this, quote, not far away, a discreet passageway descends to a subterranean bunker where teams of Ukrainian soldiers track Russian spy satellites and eavesdrop on conversations between Russian commanders. On one screen, a red line followed the route of an explosive drone heading through Russian air defenses from a point in central Ukraine to a target in the Russian city of Rostov. The underground bunker, built to replace the destroyed command center in the months after Russia's invasion, is a secret nerve center of Ukraine's military. But there's also one more secret. The base is almost fully financed and partly equipped by the American CIA. Elite commando unit within two years 
After the 2014 West-backed coup in Ukraine, the CIA had set up a training program for elite Ukrainian operatives. Around 2016, the CIA began training an elite Ukrainian commando force known as Unit 2245, which captured Russian drones and communication gear so that CIA technicians could reverse engineer them and crack Moscow's encryption systems. One officer in the unit was Budanov, now the general leading Ukraine's military intelligence, and the CIA also helped train a new generation of Ukrainian spies who operated inside Russia, across Europe, and in Cuba, and other places where Russians have a large presence. It's all the same. You're watching The American Journal with your host, Harrison Smith. Watch live right now at band.video. All right, welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Sticking on Ukraine for the time being, as there's just so much to cover, especially with this bombshell report from the New York Times confirming what we've been telling you the entire time this is happening. It's just, it's just incredible. It's just, this is just our lot in life, I guess. To be screaming at the top of our lungs, warning against doing something that's obviously bad for everyone. To be called any number of horrible, uh, you know, invectives, just Russian agents or racist or whatever. They have to call us to discredit our ideas because we are actually right and they can't actually disprove us with facts or logic or reality. So instead they have to claim that we're motivated by something other than a desire for peace on the world throughout uh, on the globe. So they have to say, no, you're, you're, just, you're just Russian agents for opposing this war that we'll all realize two years from now is wrong. I mean, Black Lives Matter, COVID-19, the election. I mean, every, everything, everything, everything. We get right immediately, somehow, somehow. Whoa, nobody knows how. So it's very weird. Everybody else gets it wrong. Mainstream media, politicians, people on both sides of the aisle seem to just, they're all retarded. They all get everything wrong every time. We get everything right every time and have to sit here patiently twiddling our thumbs, waiting for everything to blow up embarrassingly and just massive, horrible outcomes to take place before everybody suddenly realizes what we somehow, somehow knew two years before, three years before, a decade before in some cases. Very annoying. It's very annoying having to go through this almost almost every day. It's almost a weekly thing. Last week it was the COVID shots admittedly causing all sorts of horrible side effects neurologically or to, the, to your heart or your immune system or any number of things that, again, we were reporting on even before the vaccine was introduced. We knew this was the case, and once it was introduced, we tracked the spike of vaccine injuries and we were just we just covered it all and had to sit here patiently waiting three years for them to actually do a study and find out that we were right the whole time and after people who listened to us had been fired from their jobs and again just censored from the internet and entire hate speech laws had been written to confront the anti-medical misinformation that turned out to be right the whole time yeah, we, we turned out to be right the whole time. That's just how it goes. So again, very annoying, but here we are. Here we are being right every time, every single time. Okay. So again, the U.S. intelligence network in Ukraine, which is tantamount to a NATO intelligence network too, has in reality been more extensive and pretty much 
than pretty much all prior media speculation has envisioned. Ukraine has long been a massive of uh, been a massive intelligence gathering hub for Washington and its partners. And we told you this from the very beginning, back in 2018, when Trump was being impeached for looking into this. We told you in no uncertain terms, Ukraine is a hive of villainy. It is a playground for the most corrupt members of the American establishment to both foster and bring about war against Russia for some unspoken reason, but also uh, that it's an intelligence hub and that the Ukraine, like we'd always, I'd always use the example saying like, maybe we'll have to fight Ukraine one day because this keeps happening because America sends in intelligence operatives, CIA agents into some area. We train their commandos. We release them on our enemies in a proxy war only to almost inevitably have to then later fight the people that we armed and trained and equipped, just like happened with ISIS, just like happened with the Taliban, just like what happened with Iraq. When you get right down to it, it happens time and time again. And we've been telling you this time and time again. So nice to see the New York Times actually come around to reality. But it again, it begs the question, why are they announcing this now? Because when the New York Times admits this is happening, they didn't just figure this out because they knew as well as we did what was actually going on. And that's the key thing to understand. The fact that we're right and they're wrong doesn't mean that we're smarter or more informed than them. It means that they're liars. They lie about all of this. We just tell you the truth about it. We just tell you what's actually happening because we think you deserve to know. They think that you're a, a animal of some sort. You're, you're a cattle that has to be tricked into going into the slaughterhouse because they have no respect for you and your intelligence. I think you have to be protected from the truth so that they can continue to carry out their corrupt schemes. They know as well as we do this truth. At least I think they do. I don't think I'm smarter or more informed than the people in the spy agencies. They know exactly what they're doing. They're liars. They're just horrible liars that love war. Unless you have a, a better suggestion, I think that's the inevitable conclusion we should all come to. Again, from the Zero Hedge article, there's a huge New York Times admission that Putin was basically right. Below is the hugely ironic excerpt from the Times report. The section begins by noting that Putin was, has repeatedly blamed the U.S. and NATO for expanding its military and intelligence infrastructure into Ukraine. Not only has this precisely been going on for the past decade, as is now admitted, but has been presented by the Kremlin as a key cause of the Russian invasion of February 24, 2022. Putin and his officials were adamant on the eve of the invasion that NATO was militarizing Ukraine. The Times appears to fully admit that, yes, this was actually the case. So here's the excerpt from the New York Times. Quote, Putin has long blamed Russian intelligence agencies for manipulating Kiev and sowing anti-Russian sentiment in Ukraine. Towards the end of 2021, according to a senior European official, Putin was weighing whether to launch his full-scale invasion when he met with the head of Russia's main spy services who told him that the CIA, together with Britain's MI6, were controlling Ukraine and turning it into a beachhead for operations against Moscow. U.S. officials were often reluctant to fully engage, fearing the Ukrainian officials could not be trusted and worrying about provoking the Kremlin, yet a tight circle of Ukrainian intelligence officials officials assiduously courted the CIA and gradually made themselves vital to the Americans. In 2015, General Kond Kondratuik, then Ukraine's head of military intelligence, arrived in a meeting with the CIA's deputy station chief and without warning handed over a stack of top secret files. According to a new account in the New York Times, on the night of the Maidan coup in Ukraine 10 years ago, February 24, 2014, Ukraine's post-coup spy chief 
we'll call her, we call him VN for now, arrived at the new headquarters and made his first call to the CIA station chief and local head of MI6. So again, this, this does date back all the way to the Maidan coup and before. The report indirectly references this very critical period which set Ukraine and Russia on their tragic collision course, saying, quote, with violence escalating, an unmarked U.S. government plane touched down at, ten- at an airport in Kiev carrying John Brennan, then the director of the CIA. He told the spy chief that the CIA was interested in developing a relationship, but only at a pace that the agency was comfortable with, according to the U.S. and Ukraine officials. To the CIA, the unknown question was how long the pro-Western government would be around. The CIA had been burned before in Ukraine. The result was a delicate balancing act. The CIA was supposed to strengthen Ukraine's intelligence agencies without provoking the Russians. The red lines were never precisely clear, which created a persistent tension in the partnership. Then there's this thing called Operation Goldfish. Money and advanced tech given by the CIA has allowed the Ukraines to establish eavesdropping operations far beyond what they otherwise would have been capable of. All the while, elite commando teams were being trained by the CIA in European cities as part of a program called Operation Goldfish, which is appropriate because, again, we knew all of this and everybody, like a goldfish, seemed to have forgotten 10 minutes after it happened. The New York Times reporting includes a bit of a boast about the Ukrainians now being able to hack Russian military networks. And it just goes, it goes on and on and on. And again, now you've got things like Salon saying, hey, you know what? Actually, all of this was unnecessary and could have been prevented from the beginning. Gee, we're all just learning this together now, two years later. And, you know, this is, while I'm on the topic, one of the reasons it's important to support InfoWars, because without us here being able to point back to our coverage two years ago, three years ago, even four or five years ago, when Ukraine was not a main everyday topic of conversation, but just a, uh, a twinkle in, in Victoria Newland's eyes or Anthony Blinken's, the future world war they would be fostering and bringing about in their gleeful drive of human uh, extermination. We were here telling you the truth, and we can point back to those reports and point out that all of this is not new. We've known it the whole time, which means these people are liars. This war is deliberate, manufactured on purpose, and the whole thing is basically an inside job. And without us here to say this, then they could actually make a reasonable case of ignorance. The people in the New York Times or Salon or the CIA or any mainstream media outlet or our politicians could actually make a believable case that nobody knew this was happening. But InfoWars is here to uh, spoil that whole claim. We're like the fly in their ointment. It would be such a nice media landscape if infowars wasn't here telling you the truth they would have nobody opposing them and could all pretend like this is all a revelation now two years later but they can't because somehow we knew that much earlier on than they did same thing with black lives matter and covid19 and all these other stories that you now see the leftists who pushed them saying hey you know what gee turned out we were absolutely completely horrifyingly wrong the whole time and it's not our fault because everybody thought this well it is your fault because not everybody thought this because infowars was here to contradict you the entire time let's continue with this story a stunning admission quote tiptoeing around trump among the most interesting and curious moments of the New York Times report is a description of the CIA's program's expanse under the Trump administration. The report suggests that the true scope may have been hidden even from Trump. The Russian hawks and his administration quietly did the dirty work, we are told. From the New York Times, quote, the election of Trump in November 2016 put the Ukrainians and their CIA partners on edge. Trump praised Putin and dismissed Russians' role in election interference, which has since been utterly disproven. 
might want to mention that, New York Times. So Trump was right about all of this. Trump uh, praised Putin and correctly dismissed Russian's role in election interference. He was suspicious of Ukraine correctly and later tried to pressure its president, Volodymyr Zelensky, to investigate his Democratic rival Biden, resulting in Trump's first impeachment. What he actually did was try to stop the world from killing itself, in his own words. What he tried to do was uncover the very real and open corruption that was taking place from American politicians and Ukrainian operatives that was leading us towards the path of conflict with Russia and World War III. He tried to prevent that and to stop the wholesale looting of Ukraine in pursuit of the war that's with us. Here's Victoria Newland, spokes Kremlin, saying that Ukraine uh, aid is actually good because it, it benefits America. Now, we'll debunk this on the other time, but here's uh, warmonger-in-chief, uh, the angel of death, Victoria Newland, uh, talking about aid to Ukraine. Uh, it, it is, and I do hear you and the others in the administration and supporters talking about the vital necessity to do this. But as people say, hope is not a strategy. And do you have any actual belief or reason to believe that eventually uh, this bill will be paid? And if not, how are you going to make sure Ukraine gets vital weapons and ammunition? Christian, I have strong confidence that when the House comes back after they've been out in their districts hearing from the American people, after they have heard from Ukraine, they have heard from Europe, which, by the way, just passed $54 billion in additional aid itself, that we will do what we have always done, which is defend democracy and freedom around the world, <laughs> not just for victims of uh, tyrants like Putin, but in our own interest in preserving a free and open international order. That's what we need to do. We've done it before. And by the way, we have to remember that the bulk of this money is going right back into the U.S. economy to make those weapons, including good-paying jobs in some 40 states across the United States. So let's, let's debunk this in reverse. First of all, even if it was true, that argument has never held water for me. You know, this is a benefit to the American economy. It's like, okay, even if that was true, first of all, you're saying they're going, no, it's good that we're starting a war and killing tens of thousands of Ukrainians and undermining international stability and destroying our reputation overseas and committing terrorist attacks against our allies and starting World War III with Russia because it helps our weapon manufacturers make jobs. Okay, that's, that's an insane thing to say. First of all, yeah, I murdered our neighbor, but we have a life insurance policy on her, so we're making money from it. Okay? Not worth it. Not a good thing, actually, at the end of the day, no. But also, we're not benefiting from it. It's not like, like, you know, she frames it as if we're benefiting from it. And you see her the same thing with Israel, too. It's like, well, all of that aid that we send to Israel, it actually is, comes back to America because it goes to American weapons manufacturers, which is like if I give you my car and then pay myself for my car, I'm still out of a car. I still have given you a car, so it doesn't matter. We're still giving them billions of dollars just because we're also giving it to ourselves. It makes no sense. None of it makes any sense. Unless she's saying that all of this is just a operation to start a war to launder money through the military industrial complex, in which case, yeah, we know, lady, that's why we're against it. But it's not even true. If you actually look at the numbers from the people that are doing it, 
like the people that would want you to think that this is the case, like organizations like, you know, the CFR, they admit that, uh, yeah, only about 30% actually goes back to America. So it's not even true in the first place. If it was true, wouldn't be a good argument. Wouldn't make any sense. Wouldn't justify starting a war. But it's not even true. So that's how far off the mark she is. And there's a story from uh, RT that breaks that down as well. So only about 30% of the military aid is actually going to American weapons manufacturers. And even in that case, we're still sending the weapons we manufacture overseas to the tune of tens of billions of dollars. Again, there's so much more to get to. Here's the story from the CFR. How much aid is America has U.S. sent to Ukraine? Six charts that describe it. And of course, they're fully in favor of this and are incentivized to fudge the numbers to look as good as possible. And they still look terrible. Okay, just want to remind you, it was Victoria Newland that quarterbacked the entire uh, Maidan coup in the first place. So we jump back and forth between now the outcome of their actions and back 10 years ago to what brought all of this about. And we return to the RT story where Canadian Ukrainian political scientist Ivan Kachanovsky has said, quote, the Maidan massacre was, in fact, a false flag mass killing of protesters and police in order to seize power in Ukraine. It was conducted with the involvement of oligarchic and far-right elements of the Maidan opposition using concealed groups of Maidan snipers and Maidan-controlled buildings. So it's been a false flag murder fest since the very beginning, all orchestrated by the American State Department and CIA for their own nefarious purposes. But now we have to give them more money. We have to approve the the foreign spending bill because otherwise Victoria Newland doesn't get to exact revenge on the country that kicked her family out a generation ago. And it makes Schumer sad about the Holocaust. Schumer refers to ancestors' death by Nazis when calling on Johnson to advance foreign aid bill. This story from yesterday. So on Sunday, Chuck Schumer pointed to the deaths of his Jewish ancestors during World War II and his push for House Speaker Mike Johnson to put the $95 billion foreign aid package, which includes aid for Ukraine, on the house floor okay what are you talking about schumer what the hell are you talking about other than this being some sort of bizarre admission of the actual reason that the war in ukraine is so important to these people i don't get it i just don't get it it's like well the war is unwinnable it's already destroyed economies it's called it's caused food crises it's caused a uh infrastructure and an electricity crisis in germany which has utterly devastated their entire industrial base and deindustrialized the entire country because of what we did to the Nord stream pipeline and the sanctions against russia it's driven up gas prices here at home it's cost us tens of billions of dollars it's achieved nothing now they want 95 dollars more what's your argument in favor of this again oh okay your family died in the holocaust great good point i guess we'll do it then shut up we don't care go away this is stupid and I, I don't think America is is going to continue to be driven towards World War III because it makes Chuck Schumer sad about history. It just doesn't matter. Now, uh, Zelensky gave an interview over the weekend where he, according to most people, with, with familiar uh, familiarity with uh, hardcore drugs, is high out of his mind. So let's go now to clip number 19. Here's an interview with the unelected at this point permanent dictator of ukraine talking about how important it is we fight for democracy and send him money for his cocaine habit let's watch mr president i just returned from several areas along the front line in the south and in the east and soldiers there told me 
they have to ration their ammunition. They don't have enough weapons to advance. They can only defend themselves. In some cases, they're losing territory. What happens to your country if this American aid doesn't arrive? We will lose a lot of people. We will lose territories. So, and there in the uh, Chiron, it, it says he admits that three, uh, 31,000 Ukrainians have died from this. So that's what happens with American uh, assistance. What happens without American assistance is a year ago they make peace and none of this has to happen anymore, as even far leftist Salon admits. He's just he's itching his nose. He's like, he's like twitching. It's just it's this guy, this guy, this is who they all died for for him to make sure he gets to stay in office this drug addict homosexual actor he has to remain in office forever because again they aren't having elections until the war is over and the war is over when he decides or when america stops sending money and they have to actually declare peace heaven forbid it just goes on and on we'll move on but i mean we could keep going with with Ukraine, because there's so much stuff from Infowars.com. Zelensky asks Italy to expel Putin supporters because nothing says defending democracy like expelling your own citizens for daring to oppose your warmongering insanity. And the New York Times article just gets more and more into what we've known the entire time. Trump tried to stop this. The CIA and his own administration stabbed him in the back, allowed him to be impeached. And really, he was just trying to prevent this utter catastrophe we all now have to live with and pay for. Hello, Americans. I want to share with you a story, a story about inflammation, the silent menace that lurks within our bodies, affecting our health and well-being. Inflammation, the root cause of countless ailments, quietly wreaking havoc over time. Long-term exposure to inflammation has been linked to a myriad of health issues, from heart disease to arthritis, even cognitive decline. But fear not, for there's a beacon of hope found in the wisdom of nature, a remedy that has stood the test of time, turmeric. And now I present to you Baudis from InfoWarsStore.com, a powerful blend crafted with precision, boasting 95% curcuminoids extracted from turmeric. It's good for your heart, your brain, everything. It is 40% off, back in stock, body's ultimate turmeric formula, InfoWarsStore.com. InfoWars.com is tomorrow's news today. tuned in to the american journal with your host harrison smith watch it live right now at band.video all right welcome back folks i was going to start this segment off with some good news and then let it descend naturally into the horror and chaos of uh, the modern american regime i think we'll i think we'll skip the political stuff there's enough outlets out there that'll tell you about Trump defeating Nikki Haley in the South Carolina Republican primary. Nikki Haley's still going. The Koch brothers have uh, withdrawn their support. Wow, incredible. Ronnie McDaniel, the RNC's top official, plans to step down on March 8th. Well, about damn time. 
This should have happened in 2016. The fact that we've had to waste so many years just trying to get the Republican Party to abandon their suicidally bad tactics in order to actually win for once. It's nice to see some of that coming to fruition. I don't have a single doubt in my mind that she'll be replaced by somebody just as bad. So whatever, that's your political news. Trump continuing to win. Nikki Haley continuing to be a neocon puppet of the worst people in the world. And the RNC continuing to do everything it can to resist success in every possible regard. Now let's get into what this means for the regular American people that actually care about their country and the activists who are opposing this regime in its diabolical drive towards fully and systematically dismantling the great United States. First, from Patriot Front, Thomas Rousseau, leader of Patriot Front, was arrested by Texas law enforcement on February 23rd on a felony warrant out of Charlottesville, Virginia. That's right, the Charlottesville protest, however many years ago. The arrest comes after a nearly seven-year witch hunt by politically motivated prosecutors stemming from the events that transpired at the Unite the Right rally in 2017. Rousseau faces a fabricated felony charge of burning objects with the intent to intimidate intimidate because he carried a torch in a march. Okay, so he's now been arrested and charged with a felony for burning objects with the intent to intimidate because he carried a, a torch during his peaceful protest. Okay. So again, uh, and, and this post from the Patriot Front quotes, quotes uh, George Washington in a very appropriate statement, quote, Our cruel and unrelenting enemy leaves us no choice but a brave resistance or the most abject submission. We have therefore to resolve to conquer or die. So yeah, if you can, if you can be arrested seven years after participating in a protest by a utterly ridiculous felony charge i mean what if you smoke what if you smoke a cigarette at a protest could that be burning an object with the intent to intimidate why not why not so if you can be arrested and charged with a felony seven years after a protest and nobody's safe nobody's safe again i don't care what you think about patriot front i think the fact that their leader Keeps getting arrested by the feds and charged with ridiculous felonies is proof that they might be the real deal, whether you like them or not. And whether I like them or not, they have a right to the First Amendment, and that's what's being destroyed, just like they target Alex by you know kicking him off the Internet and saying, well, but it's Alex Jones. It's fine. But that just sets the precedent for abusive behavior against anybody. Well, now they're doing it with Patriot Front going, yeah, but that's Patriot Front. It's fine if they get arrested seven years after a protest because they had a torch. It's insane. It's dangerous. It's objectionable on every level, and it cannot be allowed to continue. But obviously the main example of the just heartbreaking and mind-blowing oppression of the American government against its own citizens is centered around January 6th. The arrests for which are still continuing, including veterans, Purple Heart winners, and journalists that were there that day, regardless of their actions during the actual event. This story from the Gateway Pundit comes with a truly heart-shattering video. 
The headline is this exclusive heartbreaking video of four year old boy crying for his daddy as armed FBI goons raid home of decorated veteran and point lasers at his wife and son following January 6th. His wife, by the way, miscarried her child the next day. Chris Kuhn was sentenced on Friday for his actions on January 6, 2021 at the U.S. Capitol. Chris is a 22-year veteran who received numerous medals and awards, including the Purple Heart, a Navy Commendation Medal with Valor, and a Navy and Marine Corps Achievement Medal with Valor for actions in combat. Chris had personally sacrificed his blood, sweat, and tears serving our country and has paid the price for his duty and continues to live with debilitating and invisible injuries. Even before this, uh, even before Chris w- uh even before this, Chris has protected people and helped people in need. As a nine-year-old Cub Scout, he was awarded the Boy Scouts America's Highest Honor, the Medal of Merit, for saving his younger sister from a burning car. On January 6, 2021, Chris went inside the Capitol but did not cause any harm or damage. In fact, he cleaned trash off the floor. He helped to stop theft of government property. He asked people to leave the building and actually went up to Capitol Police officers and asked how he could help them. Chris was also set up by an FBI operative that day. Chris committed no violence and did nothing wrong. One month later, in the early morning of February 11, 2021, Chris, his four-year-old child, and his wife, Annette, who was pregnant at the time, were awakened to sirens, cell phone rings, and bursts of colorful lights reflecting through our window. Annette later went public about the raid and said the FBI instructed Chris to come outside immediately. Our four-year-old was awakened by the chaos. I picked him up and ran downstairs to open the front door. Our house street and neighboring streets were completely surrounded by armed FBI and law enforcement. It was a scene we've seen many times in the movies, but now here it was at our house, there were three large armored tactical vehicles, and here's the video that you're seeing. But let's start that video over and play it here from the top as you see the way that a 22-year veteran, a Purple Heart winner, somebody routinely commended for his bravery and patriotism in the line of duty, and actually having suffered injuries from his time in the armed forces, but for, for simply going into the Capitol, again, to reiterate what the article says, didn't destroy anything, actually helped to pick up the trash that was dropped, didn't hurt anybody, actually told people to leave the Capitol, asked the Capitol Police how he could help, and stopped the theft of government property. And yet he is treated like a like Osama bin Laden, like a, like a dangerous, wanted terrorist, which I'd like you to just keep in mind as the other stories that we have for today, whether it's in the invasion or the crime stack, routinely telling about the mass release of literal convicted murderers or illegal immigrants who go on to murder others like this new york post uh, or new york um, police department released a georgia murder suspect before ice could place a detainer so if you actually go out and kill a human being in this country you are treated more nicely and more gently than if you are a 22 year veteran patriot father of two productive, you know, well-rounded citizen. You are an enemy of the state in that case, but if you are a literal foreign murderer, you get just released from prison in America these days. Do you have any idea how badly this is going to go if this continues? I mean, how badly it's already going. I don't even, we don't even need to speculate. Can you even comprehend the totality of what is going on here. So let's again go to clip number seven here. We'll start it from the beginning, just so you can hear with your own ears and see with your own eyes the overt and overwhelming force that they use against this entirely peaceful person, never even accused of hurting another human being outside of his role as a 22-year veteran. And you can also hear the cries of his four-year-old son who may never hug his father again. 
Let's watch. Come the uh, heavily armed FBI SWAT members. And the calls of a child whose father is, at this point, being kidnapped by the state and hauled off to isolation where he'll remain for the next seven years until he's finally convicted of a charge he is obviously innocent of. I have to say, as they... As a father of a three-year-old, perhaps no story is harder to cover than something like this, knowing that it is our government, our FBI, and our law enforcement that's doing this to us. The eugenicists, over 100 years ago, were very public about their plans. They financed major universities, they ran full-page stories and advertisements pushing their propaganda at the New York Times, other major newspapers, that the family as we know it is a bad thing and must be ended. And the first step in that is getting women out of the household and teaching women that cooking dinner and taking care of your sons and daughters and husbands is a bad thing. And I was just sitting here tonight making dinner for my daughter, my four and a half year old daughter. My wife makes dinner a lot of times, but I like to make it as well. I love to make breakfast. And literally, it's the funnest thing on earth to make food for your family and be nurturative and then all sit down together and have that communal event. And that's what the system is attacking and bombarding, is our normal biological actions are coming together. They really are sick, evil, scientific cult of filth that want to domesticate us and turn us into lab rats. We cannot let this continue. InfoWars is listener-supported, and we appreciate your donations. But buy a product and support your health, too. The curcuminoids in turmeric is one of nature's most powerful and beneficial medicines. Raw turmeric root contains about 5% of this incredible medicine. But our bodies has been formulated to contain over 95%. This makes bodies one of the most powerful natural antioxidants in the world. Combined with other natural herbs, bodies will help improve mobility, flexibility, and immunity. Get some today, now 40% off. Support your health and support the InfoWar at InfoWarStore.com. Listening to the American Journal. Watch it live right now at band.video. your hand on your gun welcome back ladies and gentlemen this is the american journal infowars.com band.video i want to remind you that infowarsstore.com is the only way that you can support us and again i don't just brag about how we were right the whole time to pat ourselves on the back i'm frustrated that people don't listen to us more 
And I don't understand how there can be this outlet that just keeps being right. And time and time again, they admit it. They have to come out and say, oh, gee, it turns out that uh, Black Lives Matter was a giant scam the whole time. Oh, gee, it turned out defunding all the police led to massive uh, murder rates. Gosh, why didn't we know this? Gee, it turns out COVID probably was started from a lab. It turns out the vaccine does have massive side effects. It turns out the Ukraine war was a giant mistake. How many times do we have to be right? For people to go, hey, maybe we should look into why they're right. How do they know this? What else are they saying that we disagree with now and could possibly in two years we come around to their view? And if that's the case, should we not just adopt that view now? What do we have to do? What, what do we have to – how many times do we have to be right about this stuff? So I don't just say it to brag. But it's inevitable because we are right and it you know, sounds braggadocious when you point that out. It's simply the facts. I don't bring it up just to just to say that we're right. Ha ha. Look at us. First of all, it's to express the frustration. People still like, well, you're right about that. and You're right about that. and You're right about that. And this and this and PFAs and uh, atrazine in the water and uh, fluoride and, and just the Iraq war and everything else you've talked about. You've been right about all that. But in this case, we think you're crazy and wrong and a conspiracy theorist and you're out of your minds. Only for two years later, them to come around to that. So the frustration is part of why we talk about it. But really the reason why I talk about it is because I like to reemphasize the importance of having InfoWars here to provide the alternative narrative, to give you the truth in the face of their lies, so that when eventually they come around to our perspective two years later, three years later, ten years later in some cases, they can't act like we've all been ignorant the whole time. They can't say everybody thought that this was the case because we're here telling you that we disagree from the very beginning, pointing out that you're liars. So you can't – they can't take this this false ignorance. They can't project this false ignorance and say oh, nobody knew. Well, we knew. How did we know? And think about that. Really consider it. Go, how did they know? And then when you look into it and you realize that we know these things because they all are uh, contributions to a global scheme of technocratic biomedical enslavement that's being perpetrated by a select group of globalists who are open about their plans and orchestrating these things from the shadows, maybe instead of going, that sounds like a crazy conspiracy conspiracy theory – Maybe look to the fact that we have evidence in the endless number of stories we've been right about. Maybe the fact that we're right about all of these should be sort of stacked up like like, uh, you know, poker chips saying, hey, you know what? I actually might bet on Infowars this time, even though it sounds crazy to me. But hey, the lab leak theory sounded crazy to me, too. Vaccine injuries sounded crazy to me until New York Times talked about it. The America orchestrating the Ukrainian coup 10 years ago and using it to oppose Russia also sounded crazy to me until the New York Times wrote that article today. So even though it sounds crazy that there's a cabal of technocratic psychopaths that are enslaving the world in a depopulation program that will never end – I know it sounds crazy, but guess what? By the time you realize that we're right about that, it'll be too late. So why don't you just take us on our word as we have a massive decades-long track record of being dead on about all of this stuff. Just just assume we're right about this and take it into account as you read the mainstream media or consider who to vote for. Just a suggestion. Just a suggestion. But of course, it's exactly – the fact that we are right about everything, but not just right, but also compelling and intelligent and informative, right? They wouldn't care if we were right, but abrasive and 
uh, offensive and racist and all of these other things. It's because we're both right and effective that they really hate us and have done everything they can to destroy us. And it's because we have things like InfoWars Store that means they haven't destroyed us yet, despite their attempts, despite their overwhelming and abusive and oppressive attempts to destroy us. We have survived and indeed thrived under this oppression because Alex Jones foresaw it, just like we foresaw all of this stuff, and created the InfoWars store as a way to guarantee that we could remain on air and appreciate the support of our viewers regardless of what they did to us because as much as America is divorced from its freedom-loving past, there's still some remnant of capitalism that means if we want to sell something and you want to buy it, there's not a hell of a lot the government can do to get in the way. As long as it's not something dangerous or, or destructive, we can sell it to you and you can buy it, and in that way, we can have the funds that are necessary to continue this operation. So please do go to InfoWarsStore.com, purchase a product. Bodies is an incredible product uh, that I personally have used many times for its anti-inflammation properties, but it's anti-inflammation, flexibility, mobility, all sorts of wonderful things come with the power, the natural essence of turmeric, the curcuminoids, cur- curcuminoids. It always takes me two times to pronounce that word but i do get it right the second time hard to pronounce easy to take it's bodies incredible supplement turmeric super uh just packed with the curcuminoids and it combines with the other herbs and and various extracts in a very scientifically precise way to maximize the effect of turmeric this incredible natural supplement bodies on sale 40 percent off keeps us on air and in the fight and throwing the truth in the face of the liars time and time again. Please do support us. And on the note of us being prosecuted and persecuted and and sabotaged by the elite deep state, that if you really put all in together what we've discussed here over the first two hours, when you've got the war in Ukraine being created, fostered, invented by the American intelligence agencies, when you have Trump being impeached when he actually tries to investigate what's going on, when you have the members of the Trump administration stabbing him in the back and undermining him and refusing to follow through with his, his orders as they're a part of this massive money, money laundering slash World War III creating scheme known as our participation in Ukraine's democracy. And then when you combine that with what they've done to Trump since he's been out of office with the illegitimate lawsuits, no less than, what, seven, eight of them, seeking to put Trump in jail for hundreds of years, uh, put up against his massive and overwhelming popularity, dominating every primary or, or caucus that's been held up to this point and massively dominating nationwide polls against the Democratic side. As you see, that combined with the arrest of January 6th protesters, even when they were totally innocent, of any wrongdoing on the day of the event. When you combine that with the tactics that they've taken to try to destroy us from within, you realize that there is literally and no exaggeration an out of control, psychotic deep state that only exists to destroy America from within and foster war abroad while funding it with your tax dollars. You get a, a, a real global panoramic picture of what's at play 
in American politics today. This story from InfoWars comes with an editor's note, but the headline is Deep State Used U.S. Intelligence Agencies and the DOJ to Illegally Terrorize Trump Supporters. The editor's note says that Alex Jones already broke this story years ago since he experienced it firsthand, but it's now confirmed that Barack Obama put stay-behind networks in the government before he left office in 2017, directing them to treat Trump supporters and associates as Russian assets, using the full weight of intelligence agencies to harass and intimidate them. InfoWars founder Alex Jones was among a list of surveillance targets by by the deep state during the 2016 presidential election cycle, according to reports this first revealed by Dan Bongino. And we'll show you that video on the other side as we break down exactly what this means. But again, just taking a 30,000 foot bird's eye view of the situation. There's a reason that it was Russian collusion that they went with in 2016 to try to undo Donald Trump, not because there was evidence of it. They fabricated the evidence of it knowingly willfully in in total disregard of the limitations placed on our government by the constitution of the united states they went after trump as a, a russian asset because if you treat this as some sort of international issue rather than a purely domestic one in which the spy state that controls our country opposes a dissident electoral candidate who is trying to serve the people of our country when you have it in that frame the domestic frame then everything they're doing is flagrantly against the law but if you pretend that you're actually fighting a foreign opponent then you get a lot more access to a lot more tools of the spy state to go after their your domestic political enemies but there's a reason that they framed it as russia because they knew the war with ukraine in ukraine was coming up they were creating the proxy war years before they ever came up with this lie all of this was pre-programming and signaling and setting the stage for what we're experiencing now the run-up to world war three where they will destroy america for good as was always their plan in 60 seconds i don't have time to tell you about all the incredible ingredients in turbo force but if you simply go to infowarstore.com and look at the list of ingredients and look them up Every one of them is known to give you boosted, clean, focused energy without the letdown. We're talking up to 10 hours of clean energy per serving with TurboForce, exclusively available at InfoWarsStore.com. And it's discounted right now. And it doesn't just boost your body's clarity and focus and stamina. It also funds the InfoWar. So it's a 360 win. If you've never tried TurboForce, now is the time. It's got five-star reviews. TurboForce at InfoWarsStore.com will take your energy and your clarity to the next level without the letdown, and it funds the InfoWar. A true 360 win. So go get TurboForce today at InfoWarsStore.com, and I know you will not be disappointed because thousands of others have gotten it, and it has five-star reviews. Get TurboForce now. 